For KAXE News, I'm Larissa Donovan with the Up North Report. The college experience can be a notable chapter in a person's life story, but with skyrocketing costs of tuition and the prospect of burdensome student loans, a college degree has been out of reach for low-income families and other disadvantaged groups. Last session, the Minnesota legislature enacted the North Star Promise, which helps sponsor a college education at a public university to qualifying students with a minimal price tag. The commissioner for the Office of Higher Education visited with students, staff, and faculty at Bemidji State University Tuesday, culminating in a roundtable discussion at the American Indian Resource Center for questions on the new scholarship offerings. President of the Interfaculty Organization, Jenna Trenega, said the program could be instrumental in changing the face of Minnesota's workforce. We talk about this kind of program, the focus is on students, but the reason for a program like this is because the state of Minnesota needs more indigenous nurses, it needs more indigenous teachers, it needs more indigenous managers, it needs more indigenous workers, it needs more indigenous thinkers across the state in all areas that we work and live in. Universities across the country are facing declining enrollment since COVID-19 and the financials of the new program were briefly discussed. Commissioner Dennis Olson said the program, which aims to remove barriers for students, generated a lot of excitement and he doesn't foresee the state dwindling on the investment. First and foremost, this program, in terms of the language of the law, what's in statute is that this is a mandate on the system, both Minnesota State and the University of Minnesota, to provide any student that's eligible the benefit. It's not a one-timer, see how it goes. We were intentional about making it ongoing. It's a, it's a $15 million biennial investment. The North Star Promise helps students from families making less than $80,000 a year with covering 100% of their tuition and fees at Minnesota's two- and four-year public colleges and universities after other federal and state financial aid is applied. The program begins for students entering college this fall. Legislation introduced on behalf of the Department of Natural Resources as part of their annual lands bill would abolish Hill Annex Mine State Park to allow it to become an active mine again. Megan Buffington has more. Hill Annex Mine State Park in Calumet isn't like other state parks. There's no camping or ranger tours or chats around the campfire. But coordinator of the Western Mesabi Mine Planning Board, Doug Lermont, says there are other things that make Hill Annex unique. That it educates on culture. It educates on a major portion of uh, or a major component of the state of Minnesota's history and economy, which is mining. The park's origin is also unique. It was an active mine for over 60 years and one of the largest iron ore producers in the state. After mining ended in 1978, Interstate Iron Company sold it to the Iron Range Resources and Rehabilitation Board for $1. The IRRRB started the tour and museum aspects, and by 1991, Hill Annex Mine was a state park under the control of the DNR. But DNR Assistant Commissioner Bob Meyer says it was never meant to stay that way. It was always intended to return this state to mining uh, when the economics became feasible again. Meyer says that's what's happening now. Two mining projects have been proposed and are currently under review. He says there is support from the region and local legislators, though others may be concerned. I would uh, think it would just be a knee-jerk reaction by some people not fully understanding the history of this facility, 
um, thinking that we're just abolishing a park to create mining opportunities. Lairmont says the DNR has not yet contacted the Western Mesabi Mine Planning Board. The state park succeeding until mining begins again has been one of the board's priorities for several years. He says one of the concerns may be that the park status is removed prematurely. A company may receive permits, but that doesn't always mean mining will begin anytime soon. Other than some things at the uh, Sudan Mine State Park, it's the only state park in Minnesota that has any mining or mining culture type uh, educational materials in it. So from that standpoint, you really don't like to lose it unless somebody really is planning to mine it in the near future. Bills in the House and Senate have been introduced and referred to committees. Megan Buffington, KAXE News. That's it for the Up North Report from the KAXE News Desk. I'm Larissa Donovan, telling the stories of northern Minnesota through local news.